another episode of misfits and mystics you are listening to alicia and today i have a super special guest that i'm like extremely excited about so excited about um i have my friend christina hi hi christina (laughs) i'm so excited (laughs) she's like hi (laughs) okay so um before we get into today's episode and why christina's here i wanted to play a game with you so, we're going to play this or that, okay? Okay. So, Starbucks or LaCroix? LaCroix. Are you serious? Okay. <laughs> um, I get the right flavor, though. <laughs> true. Okay. Um, Instagram stories or Snap stories? Instagram stories. Okay. Chipotle or Taco Bell? Chipotle. Period. Taco I love Taco Bell, but I'm definitely for Chipotle. No, it's so not real. But Taco Bell is like my 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 drunk meal, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's okay with the alcohol. It all yeah, the processes, so. like it it always does the job. Okay, uh, <laughs> Pandora or Spotify. Spotify. Okay. Um, back massage or foot massage. Neither. Oh, okay. Don't touch it. <laughs> I was about to say, you don't like being touched. <laughs> me I either. don't, I don't. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but, but, you're a, but you're a hugger. Well, maybe just to me. I am. Okay. No, no, no. I am a hugger. Okay. But that's, um, that's some stuff. Some stuff that comes up. And people touch okay. me in that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Selfies or group photos? Group photos with <laughs> that- my eyes cut off. That's that's definitely you. Um, museum or movie theater? Movie theater. Okay. Disney or Nick? <gasps> I can't choose. <laughs> My heart literally just ripped in half. Like, what, <laughs> wait, what shows or movies did you think of when you heard both? Um... For Nick, I thought of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, okay. And then for Disney, I just thought of like all those Disney Channel movies that yeah. they would do, like Smart House and stuff. You saw the people jumping in the air doing the split, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, with the little boomerang making the Mickey Mouse sign. Yes, yes, yes. So at this <laughs> point in my life, I cannot decide. Right, <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, texting or FaceTime? Hmm. Texting because I feel like I can be more animated. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> uh, podcast or playlist. Podcast. All okay. day. True. Zumba or yoga? Mm-hmm. Another question I can't answer, Alicia. I, I know. Both. That's that's why I asked that one because I knew that one <laughs> would get you. <laughs> 
Um, you know, okay, so for right now, I would say yoga because, you know, although I'm a dancer, I'm learning how to form myself into a choreographer. Mm-hmm. So Zumba is very intimidating to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, beard or clean shaven? Beard. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've grown man, look. Yes. Um... <laughs> Almost relationships or one night stands? Ooh. One night stands. I was to say, that's such a terrible almost relationship. Like, why would I almost want a relationship? But. Well, think about a band aid. Like, is the band aid ripped off or is it just hanging by three hairs? <laughs> just rip it off. Like, right. In and out. That's, that's it. Let's get right. this over with. Let's get it done. Okay. Um. <laughs> Good morning text or good night text? Good morning. Okay. Last one, heartache or numbness? That one's tough. I would rather do heartache because then you can still feel. Perfect answer for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So as I said, this is Christina. <laughs> And I'm I'm just going to let her introduce herself and tell you about who she is, what she does, all that good stuff. And then we'll get more into the conversation. So, go ahead. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Super excited to be here and grateful. Um, my name is Christina Pantanelli, and I am an artist that focuses in psychotherapy, specializing in art therapy and dances and therapy. I also am the CEO and founder of Funcinelli Arts, which is a mental health and creative wellness company. Perfect. She's like, that's it. Clear. That's it. <laughs> Very clear. I gotta stop myself because then I'll go on. <laughs> and and I, I won't have any questions to ask because you'll just answer everything. Right. So right. you know. <laughs> Well, thank you so very much. But no, seriously, thank you again for being here. I'm super excited to have this conversation and really to share you with the listeners because I know you. We're friends. It's great. Um, So to give a little background of um, our relationship, I have no clue what year we met. Do you know what year that was? I want to say 2013. Was it? I think so. It probably was. I was so young. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember... 2012 or 2013. Yeah. I I just remember being so young. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be. Because, yep. Because I was on that other team. And, yep. Yep. Okay, so... (laughs) Christina (laughs) and I went to college together. um, And... We met, I was actually in one of the residence hall. That's how, that's the first time we met, right? Right, but remember, so we were in Watterson and, um, well, you and Alexis and, uh, Mia. Mia, yes. Y'all were doing y'all thing and I was doing my thing, practicing with, I was practicing for... (gasps) Right? Okay, so you remember. So, oh my God. <laughs> yes. 
So I was a dance major and I was practicing, I think for a class or something. And in one of the residence halls they had at the top floor, they had a, like a section with mirrors and a lot of people would go up there and practice with their dance teams. So I was practicing mm-hmm. for something and they were about to practice for, um, they were starting another dance team on campus dance ministry to be specific. And I don't know who started the conversation, but somebody started a conversation with me and then it just like took off from there. And then we ministered together, became really good friends and we've been Mm -hmm. friends since. And yeah, that's how it started. It's been a beautiful journey. It has (laughs) been. It has been. So, um, can you talk about yourself a little bit? Um, some of your background, as far as your life, uh, even before college and what got you to the mm-hmm. point of studying what you did in college and that whole journey of where you are now. Yeah. Um, so I originally started at University of Illinois Springfield. Um, I was a studious student in high school up until like my junior, senior year. And I just went through a lot of challenges, you know, just a lot of life and I wasn't motivated and UIS was actually one of the only schools that accepted me um, with my grades. And so I went there, and I'm like, okay, I'm in Springfield. I have never left the city. I was trying to just become reacclimated with who I was as a young adult, what I wanted to do. And I went in with a biochem major. I was going to be a pediatrician. I was going to fulfill the dreams that my parents had set before me being immigrants. Um, of just being successful and being able to provide for myself. After a year and a half, I was sitting in class one day, and I remember just just daydreaming, staring at the board, and was like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, I know I'm capable of doing this and, and becoming a doctor, but is this what I'm truly called to do? And so, you know, I just prayed to God, and I said, God, I want to see what it's like to be an artist. I was always creative growing up, but I never identified as an artist. I didn't know how to draw. I didn't know how to paint. I just put things together, and how I dressed was very fashionable. And so I took a 2D class, and I was like, if I get an A, I'll pursue art as my career, and if I don't, then I'll just go back to biochem. Took the class and failed my first assignment, therapy. (laughs) Cried. Cried in front of the whole class. Did not understand what we were supposed to do. Did not know how to just present a piece. I didn't know how to, just any of the details of what a lot of other artists knew at that time. And so my teacher pulled me to the side and just really worked with me and just showed me like how to care for brushes, how to mix paint, how to mix colors, how to take care of a canvas. Um, And so at the end, I ended up getting an A. And I was dating someone at that time and I decided that I wanted to be an art teacher. And so he recommended that I transfer to ISU for their um, teaching program, that it was very well-known and, and very um, just looked upon for those after they graduated. And so I transferred, and I got in, and I, it was just so interesting because I only had one class of a portfolio. I remember going into my academic advisor's office and him saying, Christina, you know, this, the fine arts program is very challenging to get into. Don't expect to get in on your first time. It's okay. It may take you two or three times. Just declare a general studies major. 
And I looked at him and I said, I'm going to get into this major. And I just walked out. <laughs> and so <laughs> I didn't receive that like negativity. I was like, if I made it into ISU, I know God's going to open the door to help me get all the way. Right. And I emailed the fine arts building and I said, hey, you know, I'd like to meet with an academic advisor. And so I set it up. Her name was Nancy Fuchs. And I just showed up with literally a trash bag of all the artwork I made. And I told her what I wanted to do. And I was like, can you help me put together a portfolio? I did not know how to do that. I didn't know how to order it, how to, like, signatures, even how to put it in a, in a folder and present it. So I literally just poured out my garbage bag of art all over the floor. And she <laughs> sat on the floor next to me and was just like, okay, do this, move this, put that there, make this, write this. And, you know, we packaged it, and I came back a week later, and I dropped it off, and they did the whole interview process. Come to find out that the woman that I met with was actually the director of the fine arts. And she was the one on the selection committee for incoming students. And so when I saw the email and the acceptance letter with her signature, I just started crying. (laughs) Like, ah! Like, the fact that she was able to take out time to see me struggle, especially since so many other students had come from, mm-hmm. you know, a fine arts high school. They already knew the basics. Right. I just learned it. Um, so that just started my journey of, like, artistry. And then in Chicago, the Chicago Public Schools <coughs> program were getting cut as far as the art. And so my parents freaked out and was like, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to make money. You're going to waste time. You know, we're not going to be able to provide for you. And so that put me in a panic. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what I can do with art. And I tried business administration. That didn't work. I tried, like, you know, maybe I can go into a museum and be a curator. That didn't work. Um, And then I did some other major. And it just, everything just failed, 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 failed. And so I found my TRIO advisor. And TRIO is a student support program at college campuses. Her name is Angel Howard. And I walked into her office. And I'm like, Angel? and start crying. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> just devastated. And she's like, okay, calm down. She like gave me tissue, led me through a breathing exercise. Like, let's just take three deep breaths. You're fine. You're going to figure it out. And she's like, what do you like? And in my tears and my hysteria, and I was like, I like helping people. And I like the brain. And I like art. And I just want to <laughs> help people. And so she turned her chair to her computer, opened up Google, and said, art and psychology. And that is where the School of Fine Arts came up with the major in art therapy. Yes. That was a a beautiful journey because um, I wasn't qualified to get in. You know, it's a very prestigious nationwide international school, and you needed to have a bachelor's degree in art therapy in order to be admitted to the master's program. Well, I did not have that. ISD did not offer that. And I don't take no as an answer. <laughs> so I created my own major. And I looked up all the requirements that they would need as far as credits. And that's when I created my major of studio arts with a sequence in painting and a double minor in psychology and art history. And I got an interview and I told the woman, I was like, look, I know I don't meet your requirements as far as the major. But I promise you that if you select me to be in this program, I'll be the best art therapist that ever comes out of here. 
and I got accepted. Since then, I, I dabbled into the art therapy, graduated, got a certificate in dance and therapy, and I believe that all these experiences and struggles and um, tribulations have led me to be the founder and CEO of my company today because of everything I struggled with, not having resources, you know, being a person of color, almost running out of financial aid my senior year of college. I don't want other people to experience that. What I want them to experience is the healing and the freedom that comes with just producing, making, writing, dressing, expressing. That's a little bit about my journey. That's amazing i've so i mean clearly i've been around for you know parts yeah. parts of your journey um <clears throat> and not you know on every single part of it but it's just really interesting to hear you tell the story um from where you are today from where we are today um because yeah. you know it just looks so different from when you're like in that time and in that space mm-hmm. um oh yeah absolutely and so i mean of course like i knew that you know you had some struggles and stuff but like I don't think that I knew first of all I don't think I knew <laughs> that you wanted to be a pediatrician I don't think I knew that at all maybe no, I did no I don't know I don't think I told you that Mm-mm. I'm about to say when I met you like because you know I was at I was at ISU so when I met you you came already in that space of art so I was just like oh this yeah. girl is so colorful and just like that's just that's just what I knew so to see mm. you come from that to you know, this amazing artist is like it's <laughs> it's just it's crazy. It's amazing. And it and yeah. honestly it's um <clears throat> I guess inspiring would be the word. Um because because of the fact that we were just kinda talking before, you know, we started recording and that's kinda what I've been working through with my therapist. Like, you know, I know that I have a natural ability to teach that's always been a thing and you know I've I've seen it in myself in different areas of life um and you know at one point when I was younger I always thought that I would see it one way and then you know now I'm kind of living in a different way and I love it but at the same time it has a lot of struggles and so I've kind of been trying to figure out like how do I take this this natural uh this natural gift that is, I know the foundation of what I'm supposed to do and find like Mm -hmm. my space that like, this is really supposed to flourish. Like God, what am I supposed to really be like doing with this for real? Cause I feel like this is just where I am now. It's just like a part of it. And so Mm. I'm sure that there are things that you learn from, um, what is it? UIS? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that yeah. there, there are things that you learned from there that I mean even in that that class that you took that that you took mm-hmm. to the next space and things just continued to build until you got to yeah. this space so did you ever think that you would be like did you see yourself here back then at UIS or even mm-hmm. at the beginning of ISU did you see yourself where you are now absolutely not I didn't see myself here last year let alone when I was 18 years old. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that I would, I was just going to be a good doctor and open up my own clinic and have a private practice and bring joy to families and kids. I, because I didn't know I was an artist yet, it's very interesting because everyone could see it on me. But when I looked in the mirror, 
I just saw Christina. Mm-hmm. So I think that also speaks to the gifts that you have. I think because we're so normalized in who we are that we we can't see it yeah. because it's our normal. Um, and so I didn't see myself as an artist, so therefore I didn't tap into that creative thinking that wasn't aware, that level of consciousness wasn't even a possibility that mm-hmm. I could be outside of the box. I was so in the box, especially with having really strict Latino parents. It was just, this is my plan. This is my goal. This is what they've laid out, and this is what I have to follow. And so I uh, took that plan and shredded it into pieces. Yeah. So yeah. what... Um... <clears throat> So two things. I want you to talk about mm-hmm. where your confidence comes from. Like you talked about, you know, I don't take no for an answer or like even going mm-hmm. into a space with a bag, you know, a trash bag full of art. Some people would be extremely embarrassed by that and not even take the chance because the embarrassment mm-hmm. is too much. The shame is too much for them to even see themselves, you know, overcoming that one moment. So I want you to talk about mm-hmm. that. But I also want you to talk about... um if you had any, I guess, shame or embarrassment when it came to you trying to figure things out um, while your parents are looking at you like, what is going on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, what um, what was that like? And, and where yeah. does this confidence come from? I would say a lot of my confidence would come from my relationship with God and being, just having him so present in my life. Like, time after time after time, um, you know, I, I've been chosen by him since before I was born. My babysitter, Elena Diaz, she started watching me from I was when I was three until, I want to say, eighth or, or freshman year. And she was a believer. And so growing up with her, like, she just poured the scripture into me. We went to church, like, Bible study, Sunday, this, that, every time. And my parents weren't believers. And it wasn't until I committed my life to God that my mom followed shortly behind me and um, changed her life because of the love that I had like, to do the drama, to do the dance, to be in that presence. And so I believe that a lot of my confidence and understanding of who I am and my identity comes from um, my babysitter. Not knowing that she was building a foundation for the life that I was going to have. Mm-hmm. And so when I went through those struggles, like having scriptures saying, well, God says that I'm chosen and God says that I'm enough. And God says that he wouldn't open a door to abandon me. And so that became my life. That became the voice that I would tell myself. No, this door open, so that means I have to walk through it. Am I going to crawl through it? Am I going to walk through it, skip through it, run through it? It doesn't matter. I just got to get through. Mm-hmm. And I think because of my level of unawareness, I didn't know that walking in with a trash bag was embarrassing. <laughs> it just was. It just was my reality. I don't have this resource, so this is what I, I come to ask for help in. Mm-hmm. Or this is how I present myself. It wasn't until I got into my master's program that the shame started kicking in because I had done so well in getting myself back together as a student that when I got into grad school, it was a different, like a whole different world. There was no sitting down and them explaining to you. It was a level of expectancy Mm -hmm. that you would be able to get the assignment done without being babied or walked through, without reminders, without anything. 
And my first semester, I struggled. And we had a, a panel discussion that they did as a review. And they said that I, I was struggling to understand the assignments and to be able to complete them in the way that they requested. And the one question the director asked was, why didn't you ask for help? And I was like, oh, when did that switch? I always ask for help. I always ask for clarity. I always ask to be shown how to do something. Mm -hmm. But because of the level of the my peers, like my peers were doctors. My peers were mothers. My peers were already professionals. And they were just going back to school to get this, this second degree. And so I didn't want to be the one in the class asking like, hey, so this assignment, um, well, how do we break this down or what is the requirement? So I didn't ask at all. Mm -hmm. And so when my grades and my success as a grad student started getting on the line, I went to therapy. I sought help to see like, where is this pride coming from? Um, I, I was not a good match with my first therapist. But I did learn from that experience that the pride was coming from my father mm. of having to present as well put together, having to present as already knowing, not needing to be babied or explained. And so that, that has been a, a very interesting awakening to where I am today and being the helper, being the giver. I've had to shift that mindset that it's okay to not know. It's actually great to not know because then it, it's an opportunity for growth yeah. and humility. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, so um, I want you to talk about what you're doing now. What's 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 happening now? Um, what's yeah. going on with your company? We are quarantined, and it is tragic. But you are yeah. doing some really, really great things. So I want you to share that information with everybody and um, however they can connect with you, all of that stuff. Share, share, yeah, share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this experience, this pandemic has really just birthed a new level of understanding and conversation between me and God and um, just me really wanting to provide help. I love being around people. I love being able to support and to bring healing. But I can't do that because of what's happening. And so I have been able to come up with, let me reframe that. God has been able to sit with me and one night gave me a revelation of what my next steps were. Literally seven pages of the blueprint. What to call it. What were the elements. How to go about it how to create, you know, the promotion, how to describe it, what are the key things that participants will get. And so, Bantanelli Art is presenting Aligning Your Inner Self. I'm also the author of the meditation journal, and I sent out a survey and got some feedback on what would make this a better experience. How can people become more connected during this time of isolation? And a lot of people said that they wish they had other people to share their feedback with and their insights into have those really provoking intellectual conversations on, okay, what's my emotional intelligence? What is gratitude? What is that? And I'm like, how can I create a space to bring all these people from all over the world together? And so I've created an online platform and app that is going to be like a hub of a, of a safe space where you'll be able to get resources on coping techniques. You'll be able to get articles 
to be able to talk and connect with other professionals and other people from different backgrounds, you'll also be able to get two free weeks of classes. And so outside of that platform, Funcionality Art is also bringing wellness through creativity. And so we're going to have dances and therapy workshops. We're going to have Zumba. We're going to have yoga. We're going to have meditation. And we're going to be able to create particular classes based on the need of people. And so it's going to be launching in a few days. I'm really excited about this. But it's going to be a space where you can just be you. It's a place where you won't hear negativity. You won't hear the news. You won't be able to just get lost in the stress. You'll be able to just be open, honest, and transparent with people who are looking to get on this healing journey like everyone else. Yes, I'm so excited. So what <laughs> do you you have the name for the app already? Yes, it is going to be aligning your inner self and aligning you'll be able yourself. to find it through Google Play and through Apple. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so by the time that you all hear this podcast episode, it will already be out. So you have no yes. reason to to not pause. Just pause this right now. Just pause it. And <laughs> go and download it and you know just be ready like tell your friends yeah. share it with your family especially yeah. during this time like we're we're in the house <laughs> there's nothing right. there's nothing else to do and i think it's so important for us to uh take care of ourselves during this time like that that's been my consistent yeah thing in these past few episodes of just like being in the house can be really really tough nobody is made to be confined to one space even if you have you know i've heard people talking about like celebrities and like all the great things they have in their houses it's like yeah that's very true i do agree but at the same time like everybody needs fresh air also let me just note that you can step outside i don't know why people think that because we're quarantined that you can't just like step outside in the air air. i mean (laughs) That's the illusion that people have. The yeah. Outside, you're gonna inhale it in. And I, I think it's because of all these movies that have come out about, you know, viruses oh, yeah. and stuff. And it's it's like it's like people people somebody said that um that people think that the virus is like um that that dark cloud that was on Twitches. Yes. And so that people are seriously like that's what their mind is telling them that if they even go outside mm-hmm. that it's just in the air, it'll get them. So they have to stay inside. Yeah. Please yeah. step outside and yeah. just breathe in the air. Like, it's a beautiful thing. If you're in mm-hmm. Chicago, the weather surprisingly has actually been nice. So, please step outside, get some fresh air. But while you're inside, yeah. or even if you just are with the people who are in your house, and you go into the backyard or on the front, and you want to, you know, do some of the meditation that is on the app, or whatever you want to do, like, make sure you're taking yeah. care of yourself during this time. And, Christina, thank you so much for providing um, a platform for people to go to to do those things because we don't all know how to meditate yeah, or yeah. how to properly you know stretch and breathe through you know yoga and all of that good stuff um mm-hmm. so i am so excited for you and all that you're doing <laughs> you know i'm one of your biggest fans so <laughs> i'm okay. i'm super excited uh for this and i know that when this comes out for me because by the time this is out then you know I already have the app. I'll be ahead of you all. <laughs> so, uh, I'm excited to share it with everyone. Um, so yeah. that is pretty much all the questions that I have. Last thing I will say before we go. Well, two things. First thing is, is there any last 
lasting message that you would like to leave people with, uh, encouragement, advice, anything at this time? Yes, yes. Um, I recently have changed how I identify myself as. And before I say psychotherapist, before I say dancer, before I say all these things, I really find my home in being an artist. And so I want to encourage other people to use this time and space while you're at home to find out what you are, find out who you are, what you've evolved into, what you've changed into. Um, to really just break free of the, the social norms and just give the world you, all of you. You're not too much. You're not, you know, too energetic or you're not, you know, too enclosed. Whatever you are is perfect. Be you. Don't let society try to shame you or guilt you into looking like a cookie-cutter format. Break it. Shatter it. And give the world the best you that you can be today. Period. Period. Yes. That was great. Um, so before we go, um, can you share, and it'll be in the description of the episode as well, mm-hmm. but can you share website, social media platforms, anywhere that people yeah. can contact you? So the best way to be able to get um, the app is going to be through my website, funcinelliart.com. And that's the same handle for my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, I am very connected. If you reach out and have any questions, I can make myself available to make sure that you get the resources that you need. Um, I'm really excited about providing the dances and therapy workshop virtually. So please take advantage of the free two weeks that you can get with the classes. But everything is fun to know the art. Cool. Thank you so, 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 so much. I love you. Thank you. I love you. All right. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Misfits and Mystics. We will catch you next time. See you later. Bye. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us. And get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod. Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.